Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the PodCon Go Network. PodCon Go. Family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Check your mailbox and then come right back. It's time for a story. Today's story is My Mom Detective, The Birthday Present by William Stair. Hello, everybody. This is Armando. Guess what? I just had my eighth birthday. Really, it was a couple of weeks ago, but it was a lot of fun and some wild things happened. I think you'll like to hear about them. You remember my mom from the other stories? I talk about her a lot. That's because she has a special power. I guess all moms and dads have special powers, but they're not all the same. For example, my dad's superpower is making up stories but my mom's superpower is detection, finding out what is hidden from the rest of us. My superpower is being her assistant, my Dr. Watson to her Sherlock Holmes. Some of you might say, but Sherlock Holmes is a man and your mother is a woman. That is true, but Sherlock Holmes is not a real person, so anyone can be him. It's called imagination look it up. Anyway, I live in Renton, Washington, part of the United States. Renton is near Seattle, right across a big lake, in fact. I live with my mom, my dad, my younger brother Desmond, and our old dog Trooper, the Chow Hound. I call him the Chow Hound because he's always begging for food. Sometimes my cousin Jack drops in and sleeps on our couch, He can be a chow hound, too. Desmond and I are mostly homeschooled in a group run by my mom that she calls the Coho Explorers. Coho is a type of salmon that lives here in Washington and in the Pacific Ocean. When it's an egg or a baby fish, it lives in the Washington streams. When it's middle-aged, it lives in the ocean, growing big and strong and tasty When it's old, it comes back into the streams and lays its eggs. Then it dies. Kind of sad, because the parents never get to see their kids. All our classes are outside, and mom runs them like exploring nature. So we are the coho explorers. We're all young, so we are still in Washington. Maybe when I'm older, I'll move to the ocean and grow big. But not tasty. And when I'm old, like my grandpa Bill, oh, that reminds me, a week before my birthday, Desmond and I were playing with Legos on the living room floor. The doorbell rang. Mom was in the kitchen and called, Army, answer the door. It's for you. The bell rang again. Armando, get the door, she yelled. All right, I yelled back and got up to go to the door. When I opened it, there was a little man with a big box standing on the porch. Are you? He looked down at the name on the box. Master Armando Coelho? 
I nodded. Sign here, please. He set the box down and pushed a pad and pen at me. Write your name right there, he said, pointing at a line on the pad. I wrote my name. He snatched the pad back, looked me in the eye, and said, Happy birthday, Master Coelho. Then he ran to his truck, parked at the curb, and drove away. I looked down at the box. It was covered with strange stamps, and the word fragile was written on stickers on every side. My name was written on it, and the address in the corner said, Grandpa Bill. Some of the stickers on the box said, Feliz Cumpleaños, which mom said means happy birthday. An early birthday present. Now, Grandpa Bill lives in Mexico, a strange land to the south of Washington. It's not even part of the United States, but is its own country. They don't talk like you and me, either. They speak Spanish. My other grandfather, Papo Coelho, grew up in Peru, which is all the way down in South America. Check them out on a map or globe. I'll wait. Did you check? Mexico is far away, but Peru is really far away. Papo knows Spanish, and some of my other relatives who also moved here from Peru also speak Spanish. Mom spent a few months in Peru before she married Dad, so she knows some Spanish. And I know a little bit. Un poquito. We brought the big box into the house. It was heavy and wrapped in brown paper. Everyone in the family stood around it, looking down at the many stamps and stickers. Trooper sniffed and tilted his head to one side. He looked at me as if to say, Open it, Armando. I smell something yummy inside. I looked at Dad, and he nodded. Instantly, my fingers tore into the brown paper. Pieces went flying. Trooper licked his lips expectantly. Soon, the paper was off. Mom saved the stamps and addresses to show to the Coho explorers. But I was after the treasure inside. Desmond joined in the wild tearing and tossing. He just couldn't help himself even though it was my present. Then we were down to the real box inside. It was taped tightly shut, and there was a large white envelope stuck on top. I wanted to ignore the envelope and keep tearing until I got to whatever Grandpa had sent, but Mom stopped me. Let's see what Grandpa wrote, she said. My greed for whatever was in the heavy box was held back for a moment. I carefully pulled the envelope free and handed it to her. She opened it and took out two things, a picture and a folded piece of paper. She handed the picture to me. It was of Grandpa Bill. He was sitting in a big chair made of palm branches, sipping juice from a large coconut through a straw. Behind him was his swimming pool, and everything was surrounded by tropical plants. He was smiling around the straw and was looking straight out of the picture at me. As I looked at him, he winked. I blinked my eyes and looked again. Both his eyes were open like at first. No winking. Weird. Mom unfolded the paper and read, Happy birthday, dear Armando. 
eight years old. You are really getting to be a big boy. I will not be able to come to your birthday party, but I did send something for you. It's very difficult to get mail from Mexico to Washington, so I sent it extra early, hoping you would get it before the party. If it arrives early, just keep it in the box in your room. Don't open the box. It is a secret. On your birthday day, your mom or dad will open the box and get it ready for you. It's something for the party. So if it arrives early, keep the box closed, but in your room until the day of your birthday. Love, Grandpa. It was still a full two days and three nights before my birthday. Do I really have to wait for my birthday to open the box? I asked, hoping for a no from either mom or dad. Dad looked hesitant, but mom, who gave him a gentle poke in the ribs, said, Of course you do, honey. That's what grandpa said to do, and we should honor that. In this case, honor means to follow what he asked me to do. Leave the box closed. Rats! I whispered. There must be something really special in there if Grandpa doesn't want you to open it till your birthday, said Desmond. He reached down to grab the box and shake it, but Dad stopped him. Your mother is right, Dad said. We'll put the box in your bedroom, like Grandpa asked, and we'll keep it closed until the big day, okay? Think of it like a Christmas present that arrived a week before Christmas. We wouldn't open that early, would we? We both shook our heads, but inside, we both knew we would. When it was bedtime, we went upstairs, brushed our teeth, got in pajamas, and climbed into bed. Dad came up a few minutes later to read a bedtime story and had the box from Grandpa with him. He set it on the floor near the nightlight and then settled down to read The Cat in the Hat. Now, both of us had had that read to us about a gazillion times, but we never, ever got tired of it. Whether Dad got tired of it or not, we didn't care. As usual, he started out slow and bored, but as the cat got wilder, so did his reading. Then it was over. Good night kisses were given, the big light was turned out, and Dad crept away. Desmond, in the upper bunk, had fallen asleep near the end of the story, so the room was quiet. I took one look at the box, lit softly in the glow of the nightlight, and fell asleep too. I wish I could say the next thing I knew, my eyes flew open and it was bright daylight, with the smell of eggs drifting on the morning air. But I can't. Instead, I had a very scary night. I had a dream that I was walking through a jungle in my pajamas. A jungle is a tropical forest where the plants grow very close together and it's difficult to see far or even walk through it. As I walked, I could hear birds singing and strange slippery noises as things invisible to me slipped through the leaves. Everywhere it was green with only a peek at the blue sky every once in a while. After fighting the plants for a long time, I came to a stream. The water was running noisily over pebbles, butterflies were everywhere, and the sun shone down 
The other side of the stream was dense jungle again, so I decided to stop for a while. I took off my boots. When I went to bed, I was barefooted, sat on a rock, and put my feet in the cool water. I could see little fish come over and explore my feet. They tickled. There was a strange movement from the other side of the stream. I looked up and saw the leaves of the jungle part, and a dark shadow slipped out from the green. Except it wasn't a shadow. It was a huge jungle cat. The cat didn't look at me, but lowered its head to the stream and began lapping up water, you know, the way cats do. Its tongue was wide and deep pink. I sat perfectly still, afraid to make a move or a sound. Then, when the cat was done drinking, it slowly raised its head and looked right at me. It had huge, beautiful green eyes that glowed against its black and yellow face. Those eyes did not blink or move away from me. The cat silently stretched out one paw and slipped it into the stream. Little fish hurried out of its way. Then the other paw reached for the water. Slowly, silently, the cat, which I somehow knew was called a jaguar, slipped into the water and moved toward me. Those green eyes never shifted. The butterflies, like the fish, had vanished, and the birds were quiet. Closer and closer it came, its sleek head and eyes at the same height as my own. Finally, it stopped, only inches from me. I could smell its breath, which was just like the odor of fresh pancakes and maple syrup. Armando? I opened my eyes. There was Desmond, only inches from my face, the smell of pancakes and maple syrup on his breath. Get up, it's time for breakfast. Get away from me, I shrieked. Desmond laughed and ran out of the room. I jumped out of bed and ran after him, almost slipping and falling down the steps. The sun was shining in the windows, and Dad was already gone to work. I had slept late. There you are said mom. Hurry up and eat the pancakes your dad made. We have to leave soon. Desmond sat at his place, a fork of pancake headed toward his open mouth, acting as if he hadn't almost scared me to death. However, on his maple syrup-covered lips, I thought I saw a mischievous smile. I gobbled my breakfast and got dressed in record time, with mom only having to yell twice, then we were off to Coho Explorers, the outdoor homeschool mom runs. It was a busy day, with lots of hiking and wading a stream. That made me think of my dream. But this was no jungle, just the woods with huge old trees. This is the end of part one of The Birthday Present. But it's not the end of the story. How could it be? We still have an unsolved mystery. What do you think was inside the box 
that Grandpa Bill sent all the way from Mexico. Hmm. You'll find out next week when we get to part two. Thank you to my father, William Stair, also known as Grandpa Bill, for writing this story and all the stories in the My Mom Detective series. Grandpa Bill mixes together fact and fiction, real life and made-up details, to make these stories about my family. Armando really did turn eight years old recently. But I don't think he had a dream about a jaguar. Some of this story is true, and some of this story is made up. Sometimes adding a little bit of imagination makes real life more interesting. I'll see you next week for part two of The Birthday Present.